Hello, and welcome to the In the Word podcast. This is the podcast that will help you to understand God's Word, build a stronger relationship with God, and develop habits that will help you love God and others better. And now, here's your host, Trevor Pope. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to In the Word Podcast with your boy Trevor Pope. I pray all of you guys are doing well and your families are doing well. It is always an honor and a privilege to have you guys join me. If you are watching this through YouTube, I pray that you will click that subscribe button. And after you click the subscribe button, do not forget to click the bell as well. It will notify you every time uh, In the Word podcast is uploaded. And also on the YouTube channel, we have Eat Up Mondays that, you know, I put out every Monday, just an encouraging message, something to encourage you not only to get you through the week, but also to help enhance your life and encourage you in various areas of your life. I also upload In the Word messages, you know, just dealing with various topics in the Bible. So, you know, there's a good variety of things that are uploaded there that I believe will help encourage you in the word. So don't forget to click that subscribe button and click the bell and it will notify you every time something is uploaded. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, please don't forget to leave a review of what you think about the podcast. Also, um, that will help you know, both of those platforms to know where the place to podcast and who to distribute it to and things of that nature. This podcast also can be listened to on Spotify. So wherever you can listen to it at, wherever you're getting it in at, I just want to say thank you. I appreciate you for all that you guys have done. Now, without further ado, let's get into this week's topic. If you guys joined me last week, I talked to you guys about a documentary that I had saw on Netflix that was called American Gospel Christ Alone. And I I was telling you guys that joined me last week to go check it out that I wanted to talk a little bit about it, but I didn't want to spoil anything for anybody that had not seen the documentary. So there will be some spoilers starting this week because I do want to talk about it, but I had encouraged those that were with me last week. And this is for those of you that uh, are just joining for the first time this week or just didn't get a chance to listen to last week's episode. I talked to, I talked about a documentary on Netflix called American Gospel Christ Alone. And I encouraged everybody that I could to go and check that documentary out. I think it is very encouraging. And the reason why I felt it was so encouraging, because it basically just deals with, you know, how important it is to really teach the Bible the way it is supposed to be taught. And not only to teach the Bible the way it's supposed to be taught, but how important it is for people to truly understand what the gospel is. And, you know, they talked about how a lot of times in modern day churches, you will be surprised how many people don't really know what the gospel is. And the reason for that is because a lot of times, unfortunately, in modern day churches, a lot of preachers are preaching things that really are sometimes contrary to the to the gospel. Sometimes they're just are totally totally about other things other than the gospel. And then what happens when you know what happens when you start kind of preaching and teaching and kind of going off on your own things. Now you will find yourself preaching heresies. You will find yourself making things up that are not necessarily in the Bible. And those were some of the things that they talked about. And I thought that it was very encouraging. And I thought that it was, 
you know, a lot that could be gotten from it from whoever watched it, you know, just kind of helping you maybe understand some questions that you may have had watching different preachers preach or just hearing things that didn't quite add up or didn't really make sense to you. Maybe you could have got some answers from that documentary. So this week, I kind of wanted to talk about some things that were in the documentary, but you know, the Lord kind of, you know, the Lord switched me up. You know, I wanted to address something before I got into that, because what I found and what some of my friends found is that, you know, a lot of people that we told, you know, and I won't say a lot, but a few people that we told about the documentary, when they saw some of the individuals that were kind of being, you know, I guess being exposed, so to, so to speak, on some of the things that they were preaching and teaching immediately, it was like this thing of, oh, no, I don't want to watch it because they're coming against this person or, you know, you know, basically you're saying something about somebody that I am, you know, influenced by. For some people, it's somebody that they may idolize, you know, um, you know, and, and a lot of these individuals are popular. A lot of these preachers are popular. So, you know, when you have these type of individuals kind of being shown on this platform for not necessarily doing the right things immediately there's a defense that's put up because guess what you know they have a lot of influence on a lot of people especially being on major networks especially having huge churches because a lot of times people are more attracted to that than they are attracted to the word and sometimes they don't even know that that's what it is and that's why I thought the documentary was so good because you know they were showing various clips, you know, and, 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 and the beautiful thing about it for me was there's times that I watch like YouTube videos, like you have these people that do, and I don't really like them. I've actually did a song about it, um, called YouTube exposed. And I address how people would do videos, calling themselves exposing other people. And I'm very leery of those type of videos because a lot of times when you see them on YouTube, it's not really done with the right motive. You know what I mean? And sometimes it's it's questionable if God really led these individuals to call these individuals out because, you know, it starts because it starts uh, being personal. They're calling the preachers names and making fun of them and cracking jokes and, you know, doing all these various things. And that's when you kind of you know, question the motive, like, well, what's your motive? Is it jealousy? Is it that you just don't like this person and things of that nature? But what I saw in this documentary, you didn't really get that. Yes, they were talking about some of the things that these people were preaching and teaching. But if you noticed, if you watched the documentary, it wasn't really personal for them. It wasn't an attack on them or they were saying that they were going to hell and things of that nature. They was just pointing out that unfortunately, a lot of times these individuals are not necessarily, you know, preaching scriptures, you know what I mean? Or preaching what the scripture says. And that's why I thought it would be very encouraging for many. But what some of us found that shared with a few few people was opposition because of the individuals that kind of, you know, were being called out or being brought into question on what they were teaching. And that's what I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about this week. And next week, we'll, we'll touch on some things that were in the documentary that I thought were very powerful and very encouraging. And believe it or not, a lot of the things that they talked about in the documentary, I actually have been talking about the last couple years, you know, through some of the Eat Up Mondays and through some of the In the Words, because a lot of things they touched on over the years. I've been in church 18 years now um, and 
there was just a lot of things that bothered me that just didn't quite add up, you know, just the regurgitating of certain scriptures, saying certain scriptures over and over, but not really seeing people, you know, um, improve in certain areas. And, you know, it just it just didn't really add up to me. And I begin to ask the Lord, you know, like, Lord, help me make sense of this. Give me clarity on this. And that's what he began to do. So some of those things they touched on in the documentary, I've also preached about and talked about and tried to enlighten people and encourage people in those areas. But what I wanted to talk about today was just that influence that we as saved people, as followers of Christ, sometimes allow preachers to have over us, spiritual leaders and preachers to have over us. Like, yes, God has given, if you, if you look in Ephesians, um, it talks about how God has given us the apostles, the prophets, the teachers, the pastors, the evangelists. And he, the scripture says that he has given them to us as a gift. You know, we, they, they weren't given to us to, to idolize, but they were given to us as a gift. And when you are gifted with something, it is given to you for your benefit. And when God gives it to you, you don't necessarily owe anything for that gift. It's something that's bestowed on you for something that you did not do. But a lot of times what we do is instead of taking that gift and letting that gift be a blessing to us, we turn around and we idolize the gift. We idolize the blessing instead of understanding why the blesser gave it to us in the first place. And that's why I think we get so caught up on these individuals and their personalities and their lifestyles. And because let's, let's be honest, a lot of it, a lot of the attraction that people have to these individuals is one, you know, a lot of stuff that they might be teaching. It sounds good. It sounds very spiritual, very spooky because we, we love spooky stuff and stuff that give us goosebumps. You know, we love stuff like that. And a lot of times it don't even be biblical. You know what I mean? And but we're attracted to that. And then on top of that, when these individuals can show you a lifestyle that they have created from the things they are teaching, they show you the cars, they show you the houses. Then they turn around and tell you that you can have these cars and you can have these houses. Sometimes that's what the attraction is. We think it's the word attracting us, but a lot of times it's just their lifestyle and the things that they're telling us we can have and that we can do your vision and all of these things. And some of those things are not bad in themselves, but a lot of times they're not put in the proper perspective. A lot of times they're taken out of context. A lot of times they're telling you things that God did not say. You know, I'll give you, uh, for instance, one of the preachers in the documentary said something like this. And I think the scary thing about it is, is when things like this is said, and you hear people in the back like, woo, or they shouting or they getting excited. One of the preachers said, we have treasures in heaven, but he never said that we couldn't go and get it out. And people really got excited about that as if that was some type of revelation. And it's like, come on, like, why would the Lord tell you that you are laying up treasures in heaven and then turn around and tell you, but I didn't say you couldn't go get them now. But these are the type of little small things that are being said that people who are mainly are not reading and following behind these things are getting caught up into. And when they get caught up into that, they start to follow that mindset. They start to believe these things. And guess what? When those things don't happen because God never said those things, what do they do? They don't get mad at that preacher. Why? Because they idolize that preacher. They 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 love the lifestyle. They see this preacher living and all of the things the preacher have, or maybe they have an eloquent way 
way of speaking and, and just a great, you know, like a uh, way to speak and, 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 gra- you know, grab the crowd and, and have everybody in all. Like we get caught up in those things. So we don't get mad at them. Who do we get mad at? God. But the sad thing is, is a lot of times the things that are being said, God never said. And that's what makes these things so scary. And it reminds me of Hosea 4 and 6. You know, when I think of this documentary and I think of some of the things I struggle with and begin to ask the Lord to help me with. Um, when you read Hosea 4 and 6, it says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now we hear that quoted all the time, but do we really understand what it means? It says that we are destroyed when we have lack of knowledge. What is knowledge? Understanding. Understanding of what? God's word. Knowing God's word. It says, because thou hast rejected knowledge, I will also reject thee, that thou shalt be no priest to me. Seeing thou hast forgotten the law of thy God, I will also forget thy children. Now, he was talking to them back then about how they had rejected the knowledge they had rejected the word and that's what is happening here a lot of these individuals they are rejecting God's word and they are making their own things up but what is happening is they are teaching it to you and you're taking it as law and as God's word so now it is causing you to reject the knowledge of God or not have the understanding of his word and that's what this whole journey is about this whole journey is about understanding God's word because the scripture says we live not by bread alone but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God and that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about this week you know I really wanted to get into a couple things about the documentary even though we are still talking about the documentary but just the respect of persons that you see in individuals when it comes to different preachers and it's not only these preachers in this documentary but sometimes you see it even in small churches it doesn't have to be a large church like we have gotten to this place where we idolize our spiritual leaders and we don't understand guys I am not here for you to idolize just because I know a little word and all that you know how I know it by the spirit of God by God revealing it to me I would have never knew it if God didn't teach it to me so it's not for you to idolize me or to feel like I'm way above you. No, what I want you to do is pray that God help you to understand that the word in that way. You don't have to be a preacher or go out and teach it, but ask God for the understanding. The scripture says he will give it to you. Thirst after that righteousness, thirst after that word, and God will help you to have the understanding of it. A lot of times people don't have the understanding because they don't desire to do so. It, it is easier to just listen to somebody tell you what the word says and then just go about your business because it, it it causes you not to have to work that much but if you truly want to understand God's word and have a stronger relationship with him you have to get in the word for yourself and if you notice just pay attention to various preachers as you're listening to these messages and tell me how many times count how many times they encourage those in the congregation to go home and read the word for yourself a lot of times it's not much at all because what happens is if you start reading the word and you start having understanding of the word for yourself then you'll begin to tell that a lot of this stuff that's being said is not biblical and when you watch this documentary 
and you understand what the word says in some of these various places, you will see that a lot of these guys are saying crazy stuff all the time. But that's not the scariest part of it. The scariest part of it is when the congregation is praising and running and shouting over something God didn't say. That is very scary and it is very dangerous. And I've seen it so many times over and over in different churches and in the body of Christ. But let's see what the Bible says about having respect of persons. James 2 and 9 says, but if ye have respect of persons, ye commit sin and are convinced of the law as as transgressors. So the scripture says that if you have a respect of persons, if you hold one person higher than the other person, then you commit sin. And if you go back and read James 2, it talked about how, you know, one man comes in dressed in a certain way and we tell him, oh, you sit up front, you know, but another man comes in and he doesn't have the proper attire on or he's dressed what we would call bummy. We say, oh, you need to go sit in the back. And that's having a respect of persons because we are not judging the matter how God judges the matter. God judges on the inside. He doesn't look at what a person has on the outside to tell if they are important or not, or if they are a spiritual leader or not, or if they are of God or not. And that's how a lot of these people have people in the trance and have them all messed up because they are looking on what they possess on the outer. And we get more confirmation of that when Samuel went to anoint a a king for God, when he had went to David's house. And, And let's read what the scripture says says first Samuel chapter 16 verses 6 and 7 and it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab now watch Samuel's looking at one of uh, uh, David's brothers on the outer and he's looking at him it says when he looked on Eliab and said surely the Lord's anointed is before him but the Lord said watch what God said what 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 the word said but the Lord said unto Samuel look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature because I have refused him for the Lord seeth not as man seeth for man looketh on the outward appearance but the Lord looketh on the heart so he says listen you are not judging this matter or looking at this matter the way I do I look if upon the heart you're not looking at this through my lens through my word you know you're looking at what it is that you see and that's why it is important to know God's word so we can see these individuals and so that we can hear properly when things are being said to us by any preacher by any spiritual leader by any friend you know when especially in these churches when people love to get up and properly and all that. Listen, you have to be able to filter that thing through God's word. You can't be caught up in the spookiness of it. And because they said something that's similar to something that you're going through. No, you can't be caught up in that because some people are prophesying through familiar spirits. The devil knows your past too. You know what I mean? Like, so it doesn't mean that just because they know some things that happened to you three years ago, that they necessarily are prophesying through the spirit of God, just because they know your address or your house number i mean what like why would god have to do that to prove to you that he is god or that he is moving to tell you your cell phone number and all that's nonsense a lot of times that has nothing to do with god god he not here to have to prove anything to us god is trying to help us to improve and to come up spiritually but i wanted to show you that because like i said a lot of times we are caught up in 
you know, what it is that we see and what it is that we're hearing, you know, when we're constantly hearing that, oh, I got this or I just bought that and God wants you to have it too. You're not supposed to be broke. You're not supposed, you know, all of these you know, all of these weird sayings and stuff that is not necessarily biblical. Listen, everybody is not supposed to be rich. Everybody is not supposed to have millions of dollars. The Bible is when you look at the New Testament, there was a times where Jesus was like the poor you're going to have with you always. What was he saying? Everybody's not going to always have money, but that's not what makes us rich. It's not the outer things. This whole journey, guys, is about the inner man. It's about the spiritual. It is not about the outer, the outer does not make you better in God. The outer does not, you know, when you possess more things outwardly, that does not mean that you are more blessed. The thing that we do not talk about in the body of Christ enough of, and I won't say that we don't talk at all because you have some preachers that are talking this, but the majority, a lot of them are not. This is what makes us rich. Listen to this. Second Corinthians four and seven says, but we, we meaning followers of Christ, you know, Jesus followers, children of God. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels. There's a treasure that we possess inside of us. What is that treasure, guys? God's spirit, his word, the father and son living in us through the spirit. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. This is what we constantly show people every day when we are operating through God's spirit. We are showing the excellency of the power and, and, and we showing that it is of God and not of ourselves. And what is that saying? That when somebody is truly moving through that treasure that is in this earthen vessel, it's not going to be about them. It's going to be showing the power that God has. It's going to be constantly glorifying God. What does the scripture say? And not of us. It is showing that this is not about us. But a lot of times, a lot of these individuals, what are they constantly talking about? They are constantly talking about themselves. If you go back to 2 Corinthians 4 and 5, and, and I talked about this in a message. If, if you guys get time, two messages, I did a message on respect of persons on the YouTube channel. So if you type in Trevor Pope, respect of persons, I go into a little bit deeper on this. I, there's another message called stop idolizing your servants. And you're about to see what I'm, what I was talking about in that message. If you type in Trevor Pope, stop idolizing your servants on YouTube, it'll go into more detail than what I'm about to go into now. But listen, if you go back two verses to second Corinthians four and five, listen to what Paul says. He says, for what we preach is not ourselves. But Jesus Christ as Lord, this is what we supposed to always be preaching. Jesus Christ as Lord. He says, we preach not ourselves and ourselves as your servants for Jesus sake. Guys, we are here to be your servants. We are not here to be idolized. That's why I did that message. Stop idolizing your servants as a man of God, as a teacher of the word, as a preacher. I am not here to be idolized. I am here to be your servant. And I want you to check out the definition of servant. Listen to what the definition of servant says. It says a person 
who waits on another. We are here to wait on you. You're not supposed to be waiting hand and foot on us. And let me let me explain that. That doesn't mean that you can't help your pastor or help your leader. That's not what we're talking about. But we should not be abusing our power when it comes to you doing things for us. You know, there's sometimes you see stuff so crazy in church. People they they carry in everything. They carry in things that you know the preacher shouldn't even need them to carry. You got armor bearer this and this and that. And I'm not saying that some of that stuff isn't bad because some people need help. But if you pay attention, some things are just totally out of hand and it's just totally crazy. People are being used and they don't even realize it. But let's go on to see what service is. A person who waits on another. So we're here to wait on you because we have been given to you, like Ephesians said, as a gift from God, a person in service to another. Even though I may be your teacher or a pastor of yours, you know, if, if you know, when, when the time comes and I'm pastoring, listen, we are here in service to you. You know what I mean? We are not here to be idolized. Yes, it is okay to reverence your pastor and honor your pastor, but don't idolize your pastor. Do not put him, me, or anybody else in a place of God. Let's look at what the definition of idolize says. It says, think of very highly. We shouldn't be thought of very highly. We are just servants of God who through the spirit of God have been called to teach and preach this word. Don't think of them very highly to worship. Don't be worshiping us to worship as a God to regard with blind devotion. And that's what you see a lot of times in the various churches. People are operating with blind devotion. Their devotion is, is, is a blind one. They're not really using their senses. They're not really, and maybe some of them are, maybe some of them realize like, listen, this individual is using me. They're taking advantage of me. But I think what happens is they start to hit you with scriptures that make you fear and they make you scared to say something or to back off. They start telling you, oh, your blessing is connected to me. Oh, you know, don't, you know, keep your mouth off the man of God, you know, you, you know, touch not his anointed and do his prophets no harm. But you have to go back to the scripture and look at it in the context that it's in and see what it is saying. You can't just let people spit scriptures at you and then just take it for what they're explaining to you. It means and listen, yo, listen, guys. Woo, 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 woo. Listen, I'm because I'm, I this is, you, you know, this is something I'm very passionate about. This is something that bothered me over the years. Listen, I've seen so many people taken advantage of in church. I've seen so many guys get up and say stuff that have been outrageous and just watch the people start running and shouting and crying. Like, listen to me, guys. You have to walk this journey with some type of sense. First of all, we get our understanding through the word. So let's filter everything through the word, but don't be ignorant. When you wasn't saved, a lot of you, you didn't just let people tell you anything. You didn't just let people tell you anything and you didn't check behind it. Why do you think it's not the same in church? You know what I mean? I love my pastor. I love uh, leaders that I may look up to it and appreciate the work that they put in. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to go behind something that they say that to me, that sounds a little strange. Because I understand they are also human beings and I understand that everybody that is teaching wrong things, it is not always intentional. They don't always mean you harm, but at the end of the day, it is still wrong and still needs to be corrected and still needs to be lived out the right way. But I want you guys to go check out those messages because I went into it a little bit more respect of persons and stop idolizing your servants. And that's what I've been seeing 
you know, and a couple of my other friends have been seeing when it comes to when we tell somebody about this documentary. And like I told you guys last week, when you go to watch this documentary, do not go and watch it focused on the people that are talking because there are some of the preachers that are talking that are popular preachers like Paul Washer. Paul Washer is a very popular preacher when it comes to really teaching the gospel and teaching the word. I, I don't want you to get caught up on either side on the people that are explaining scriptures. And there's some other guys that, have, that I have seen for the first time, but I know other people that have known them. And obviously they have made a great impact through the gospel, but still we're not going to get caught up on them. That's not what I'm asking you to do. Just like I'm telling you not to get caught up on the people that are being exposed and some of the things that they are saying that are contrary to the scriptures. Don't, when you watch the documentary, just watch the word, watch what's being said about the word and what's not being said said about the word because what I am telling people that are saved and not saved it will help to answer a lot of things because guess what a lot of people don't go to church because of the things that they hear that are that are said and things that are done and you know what a lot of them think that this is how church is and this is what the scriptures are saying and that's why they don't mess with God they're like oh I don't want to have nothing to do with God when they don't understand and they don't realize that most of the people that are talking are not saying what God is saying so even if you are not saved go watch the documentary even if you don't understand everything they're saying you'll just be able to see some of the things that they call out and show you why it is so dangerous and how many people are being taken for a ride with these things and the way that they they take people for a ride is they're constantly talking about stuff because they know that every individual every human always want to have choices you know who who in life doesn't want to have as as many choices as they can have or have a good amount of money where they don't have to worry about things so that's why it's constantly talking about money and houses and cars because they know people want to hear that and what else do they talk about that they know people are gonna want to hear they talk to you about you because you know think about think about us as human beings and, and let me slow down think about us as human beings the longest conversation that we're going to be willing to listen to is a conversation about ourselves. Who doesn't want to sit and hear somebody tell you great things about yourself and the things you could have and the things you could accomplish, the things you've already accomplished? Of course, we're going to sit there and eat that stuff up. And that's the thing a lot of times that they are using. And that's why Peter, when he talked about the people being taken advantage in the book of Peter, he said they are making merchandise of you. They are selling you to yourselves and, and turning around and getting you to give them your money. They're selling you to you and then turn around and asking you for your money. And another thing that he says later on in that same passage of scripture, he said it's through much wantingness that the people are being taken advantage of. In other words, when you want too much, when you are not content, at least where you are, and I've talked about being content, you can go to the YouTube channel and check out those messages. I just put those out recently. When you are not content, in life where you are and that doesn't mean that that puts a ceiling over your head and you can't go higher in your life but when you are not satisfied in God where you are when you cannot say God no matter if you give me more or don't give me more I am fine with it 
then it's going to be hard to ever be content, to ever be satisfied. Even if you reach the goals and the things that you've been waiting on, the money amounts or whatever, is always going to be something else if you do not learn. That's what Paul said. He said, I have learned to be content. And it's something that you have to learn. You have to train yourself in. Life will train you in it. And then you allow the Holy Spirit to get you to that place where you are content. But a lot of times, that's what they are selling to you guys. They're selling stuff to you. They're selling you to you. They're telling you how good you are, or how good you can have it. And unfortunately, what we see happen is a lot of times the people lives that are getting better. And I'm not talking about in the way that matters, because remember, the, the way that matters to get better in and to be rich in is spiritually. But when we talk naturally, a lot of times the people that are getting better and getting higher in that type of status are these individuals. You know what I mean? They're getting bigger houses. They got bigger cars. They got planes. They got all of these things. And I'm not against an airplane itself per se, because I don't know what some of these people's schedules are. But my thing is, is if you are utilizing the people's money and you are getting these things off of the back of the people that is a problem and god knows if that is true or not and then another thing that you know that i that you know i when i was talking to a friend of mine you know you know that the arrogance of some because i've heard preachers say oh i need i need this airplane because basically they need me all over the world preaching the gospel as if God don't have other individuals all over the world preaching the gospel. There's this arrogance, like if they're not hearing my word or what it is I have to say in these various places, like the job is not getting done. And maybe there's a possibility that God don't want them in those areas. You know, maybe that's you trying to get that plane and be all of these places at once. How, you know, maybe God already has individuals there. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, I'm not questioning the plain thing per se, but I think some of these people, they're operating in arrogance. They think that if I'm not speaking in these areas or if I don't show up in Africa, then it's like, listen, God's will is going to be done, period. God's his children are going to come home and live with him in eternity period no matter what happens his will will be done we've seen it all through the bible whether people disobey whether they obey it doesn't matter god's will is still going to be done and just last but not least the one thing i want to touch on you know um that kind of reminds me of what i see when 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 we have individuals idolizing their servants or idolizing their spiritual leaders and when i say servant some of you guys might cringe like oh you know you know especially if some of you you preachers or pastors are listening because you know a lot of times in church we, the preacher don't reference himself as a servant even though the irony of it is that jesus said the least of those are going to be great among you the servants is going to be great among you but yet we you know we don't hear our leaders talk from that perspective it's always put me in this high regard you know um keep me above everything else and things of that nature but listen we are here to serve it is scriptural it doesn't mean that you doesn't you don't reverence your leader or show them love but you don't ever ever put them in a place of god and that's why when those individuals mess up the, the whole church fall apart people go back to their old life and stuff like that why because they didn't have a connection to the word and to god to the lord jesus christ their connection was to the preacher and anytime your connection is to the preacher anytime he's not pointing you to the to the real plug then when it's all said and done 
You're going to find out that there was no power there, that that you weren't, you know, you were not connected to the real source. Anytime they are making themselves the source, that is a lie from the pit of hell. They should always be pointing to Jesus Christ and the cross. They should always be pointing to what he did for us and why he did it for us. And that's what this documentary is pointing out. But the last thing I wanted to say, um, there's a message uh, also that you can go check out on YouTube that I talked about. And it was called by the way of the Lord. And it was dealing with, I don't know if some of you guys know about this story. Some of you probably familiar with it. Uh, it's in first Kings chapter 13 and it deals with, you know, the Bible references this brother as the man of God. The scriptures is plain. It lets us know that this guy was a man of God and God you know, he, he, he took this individual, he called him and said, listen, I need you to go cry out against this altar. Uh, I believe it was Jeroboam that had the altar and he was doing things that God was not pleased with. So he had the man of God. He said, listen, I want you to go and cry out against this altar. And he says, but when you go and cry out against it and everything that you need to do, you know, in this place, he said, while you are there, I don't want you to eat nothing there. I don't want you to drink nothing. You know, he just basically laid out his word. In other words, we live by every word. Uh, what does the scripture says? That we don't live by bread alone, but we live by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So God laid the foundation. He gave him his word. And that's what we should be living by right now. His holy word, the Bible, the scriptures, every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So God gave him the instructions. He sent him on his way. Long story short, he did what he had to do. He's getting ready to leave out. And, and Jeroboam is like, listen, you know, why don't you stay and eat and so on and so forth? He says, listen, the Lord told me, the word of the Lord told me that I shall not eat nothing in this place or drink nothing in this place. And he went pretty much about his business. But what happens is there was a young man that went home and I believe it was his father. He went home and told his father about what he had saw. So basically his father wanted to track down the man of God and it was crazy because he tracks him down and I, and I want to read from um, from the 18 verse first Kings 13 and 18 um, because he basically asked him the same thing like listen why don't you come home with me let me prepare a meal for you and I'm paraphrasing when you get a chance go and listen to this message he says come home with me I got a meal prepared for you I want to you know basically be a blessing to you and the man of God tells him listen the Lord told me that I shall not eat nothing in this place or drink nothing in this place in other words I got I got the word. The scriptures is already laid out. I follow these to a T. As long as I follow these to a T, I shall be fine. But listen to what the guy says to him in the 18th verse. First Kings 13, 18. He said unto him, I am a prophet also as thou art. So this guy was a prophet. So he so listen to what he does, though. He uses his influence and his position. This is what he start out with. And that's what a lot of times these individuals do. They hover their position over you. I, I'm the prophet of God. I am the pastor of God. I'm the apostle. You know, like th this is the things that they say to you that kind of, you know, stops your questioning or, or won't allow you to follow the word as you originally heard it. Because a lot of times people are doing things, to be honest, that they kind of know is contrary to the word, but they're scared to say something about it. You know what I mean? Or they're scared to go against the man of God because, or the prophet of God, even though God's word says something different, but let's keep reading it. It says, I am, he says, I am a prophet also as thou art. 
and, and listen how he tries to confirm it how, or how he seals it. And an angel spake unto me by the word of the Lord, saying, Bring him back with thee into thine house that he may eat bread and drink water. Watch what the scripture says. But he lied unto him. So here this is as a prophet that he he comes to the man of God and says, listen, the Lord told me and look, look what he does. He, he hypes it up. He adds to it. You know, um, that's why when you look in Peter, Peter talked about, you know, with with these swelling words, this is how they make merchandise of you. This is how they entice you. What did he do to entice him even more? An angel told me. He got spookier with it. He got he got more spiritual and deeper with it. An angel told me. But the scripture says this man flat out lied to him. And but that's not going to be the problem because somebody may say, oh, well, that's not right. He shouldn't have lied to him. But listen, that doesn't matter that he lied because the man of God already has instructions from the Lord. So no matter what he said to the man of God, it shouldn't really matter because God had already laid the foundation of what he should do. But let's read on. Verse 19 says, so he went back with him. Uh oh. And did eat bread in his house and drink water. And it came to pass. Watch this. As they sat at the table that the word of the Lord. Now, look. The same prophet that lied unto this man, the word of the Lord comes to him that brought, it says, oh, watch this. It says the, the word that the word of the Lord came unto the prophet that brought him back. They made it clear. This ain't some other prophet sitting at the table with them. This is the same God that lied. And he cried unto the man of God that came from Judah saying, thus saith the Lord, for as much as thou has disobeyed the mouth of the Lord and has not kept the commandment, which the Lord thy God commanded thee, but camest back and has eaten bread and drunk water in the place of which the Lord did say to thee, eat no bread and drink no water. Thy carcass shall not come unto the sepulcher of thy fathers. And it came to pass after he had eaten bread and after he had drunk that he saddled for him the ass to wit for the prophet whom he had brought back. And when he was gone, a lion met him by the way and slew him. And his carcass was cast in the way and the ass stood by it. The lion also stood by the carcass. Listen, this story always messes me up. It, ever since I heard it, when I, you know, since I've been saved years ago, when I first heard it, this story is powerful because two things, the guy that lied to him, God turns around and uses the same God to prophesy to him the thing that he did wrong, how he disobeyed God. And some of you might say, oh, that's not right. He lied to him. And then God uses the same guy to prophesy to him. Listen, because his lie and what he did, that that wasn't the major problem. God is going to deal with him for lying and what it was he did. But the major problem was that this man of God, he did not follow through with the word that God gave him and the responsibility falls on him just like it does you and that's why you have to read your scriptures yes we want to trust these men and women of God we want to believe that everything they are telling us is right but unfortunately some of them are lying and when you watch this documentary you will see some of these guys are lying and they are making up stuff that God never said so God is saying listen you need to be responsible and read your word you don't have 
have to understand everything but read. And as you read, I will give you understanding of my word. And that way you will be able to discern because we discern through the spirit. You know, when you hear people say, oh, pray for the spirit of discernment. The spirit of discernment isn't some gift. The spirit of discernment is the Holy Spirit. And how do you discern? You discern by his word. Because if somebody is saying something that's contrary to his word, but you haven't planted that down on the inside or talked to God about that, you won't be able to catch that they are lying or that they are making things up. Like I said, we make up stuff, you know, in the body of Christ because it sounds spooky and it sounds eerie. And a lot of it is just made up stuff. It's just stuff that people are pulling out of the thin air, you know, just to make themselves look even greater than they are. But I am here to encourage you guys watch that documentary if you haven't already. But not only that, most importantly, read your word. I don't care if it's one verse at a time as you are reading, pray that God will give you clarity of his scriptures. Pray that he will connect you with people that are all about just his word and understanding his word. So that way you can live this life to the fullest. That way you can live this life operating in that treasure that's hidden in your earthen vessel, because that's what makes us rich. A car, a house, all of those things are just cherries on top. Those don't make us rich. Those don't make us better than who we are. Those don't make us the best in life. What makes us the best in life, what makes us uh, great in this life is to have his spirit and his word residing in us. And that's what makes us rich because that is going to lead eventually to eternal life. So I'm here to encourage you guys, stop letting people lie to you about something that God didn't tell them. You know what God's word says. Some of you, you were in the word earlier on. Some of you understand the scriptures and you still follow behind guys and women that you know were saying things that were contrary to some of the things that you learned. Listen, get back into his word. This season is a season that God, you know, we keep hearing this thing about revival and how God is bringing revival. And even when you heard people talking about revival, they're all, you know, they're always kind of talking about it from a perspective of this big you know, this big thing out and about where everybody dancing and shouting and music going. On. That's what, what they mean by a revival a lot of times. But really, the true revival that's going on is the awakening of the bride, the awakening of the church. God is starting to open people's eyes back to what the scriptures are really saying. He's starting to bring people back into the fold that walked out because things weren't adding up to them. They couldn't understand what was being taught to them. It, to, to them, something was not right. And guess what? It wasn't right. So what is God doing now? He's now opening the eyes of his children to get, to get them to focus on nothing but every word that proceedeth out of his mouth because that's where true victory is. So next week we'll talk a little bit about some of the things from the documentary, but I wanted to touch on that. And guys, go check those messages out because you, you need to understand. I did a whole series on the, what we what people what, what we call the fivefold ministries about the pastors the apostles the evangelists the teachers the prophets I did a whole series on that if you go to my my YouTube channel and you go to the playlist if you go to youtube.com slash Trevor L Pope and you look into the playlist you'll see the few videos that I did on that and it lays out exactly what our job is and what we are here to do for you guys we are not here to be idolized guys we are here to be your 
servants to help you to be equipped for this life and for what it is that God is calling you to do. There's nothing wrong with you honoring your pastor, loving your pastor, showing them that you appreciate them. But at the end of the day, it, 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 should, it should never get to the point of where he is like a God in your eyes, you know, because that's when you are getting ready to mess up. That's when things are getting ready to go awry. And how do we know? Last thing. And I know I said the last thing was the last thing. But think about this. Jim Jones. If none of you guys never heard of Jonestown, Google it. Jim Jones was a preacher years ago that took 900 people to, uh, I believe it was Ghana, from, from California to Ghana. You know, pretty much they, they idolized him. They pretty much was caught up in him than they were the word of God. Because had they been caught up in the word, which some people were, because some people walked away before they even went out there, they would have never all died. They all was killed by Jim Jones and poison. A lot of people think um, they drunk that on their own free will. But if you watch documentaries or people that was there that were able to escape they were held at gunpoint you know when reality set in like oh shoot this ain't the lord and we all about to die it was too late you know what i mean and how did he get them how did he take advantage of them because they were not focused on the word like they should have been somehow they got caught up in his personality somehow they got caught up in his character and the words that were coming out of his mouth and he led 900 people to their death this is not a game guys make sure your connection is to god first and then everything else will fall into place. Listen, I pray, pray that this bless you guys. If it has blessed you, please share the podcast with somebody else. Encourage them to check it out because this type of topic, this topic is something that we need to constantly have a conversation about because God is moving and he's bringing new leaders in, people that are not going to be all about themselves and you know glorifying themselves in front of you, but pointing you to who truly matters. And that is the word. I love you guys. And until the the next time we get together on In The Word Podcast, Shalom.